Episode 10, Processing the Evidence. Hello, my name is Angela. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am a wife, I am a mother of four, and I am a stepmother of three. I was married for 14 years when I began to learn the secrets my now ex-husband had been keeping from me, all starting with his affair. My world, my identity, my worth were all in question. I didn't know or trust anything. But through that tragedy, something amazing happened. I found myself and I began to learn how to truly love the person I saw in the mirror. It's not a destination, it's a journey. However, now I can honestly say that I am a beautiful, strong, intelligent, and brave daughter of God. I am a trauma survivor and thriver, as well as a certified life coach. I want to share my story, as well as my experiences and what I've learned to bring others hope, healing, and help. So come with me, and together we can find courage in betrayal. Hello, today I want to talk about this concept I have been thinking about lately. The concept is, what lens am I seeing things through? This has been a question I have had to ask myself on many occasions. Am I seeing things clearly? Or do I have a skewed or distorted version of what's really happening? Previously, I have talked about chasing an illusion versus what is real. And today is a little bit of an extension of that. There are a couple of things that made me think of this. The first thing being that I have a tendency to see things only through my lens, meaning I only see what I want to see. If I want to see and know more, I have to remove the lens I am looking through and then assess the situation from a different angle. When I do that, most of the time I can see a bigger picture and parts that wasn't I wasn't seeing before. The other thing that I thought of is how I don't always notice or I'm not always aware that I am actually looking through a lens at all. I believe and trust the evidence before me and I don't question it. How often am I wearing rose-colored glasses and I trust that the sky is pink? Or am I wearing blue or dark glasses and I believe the sky is dark and gray? The reality is we all have these lenses we see see the world through. Whether it be a lens of pain, a lens of hope, a lens of disappointment, or a lens of trauma, these lenses can drastically change the way the world looks, or it can change it just very slightly. But if we don't know that we are looking through a lens, then the truth and reality become very hard to determine. Have you ever gone to an eye exam? I personally do not have or need to wear glasses, but I have and I do go to the eye doctor to check and make sure that there's no issues. Before I ever walk into the office, I am under the impression that I can see and I don't really have any concerns. But then I sit in their chair and I try to read a chart from across the room while covering one eye at a time. The first few lines are easy, but it gets more and more difficult to identify the correct letters the further I go down the rows. Then they place this giant contraption in front of my face and they begin to switch out different lenses, all while asking, is this better or worse? Sometimes the change is so drastic and everything is completely out of focus, while other times the shift is so minimal 
that I'm not even sure anything changed at all. Suddenly, I feel like I can't see anything clearly through any lens. My head starts to hurt and I struggle and I begin to wonder if I have the ability to see on my own or not. This is the concept I want to discuss today. So often, the one that betrayed you will constantly switch the lenses around and it becomes difficult to process and understand what is happening. Or we put on our own glasses, our own on ourselves and never realized or forgot we did. All of this can mess with your head and cause more doubt and confusion. In recovery, you will learn there's this particular concept that is so critical to your healing. And the concept is believe behavior. This means that we, as the ones that have been betrayed, need to learn how to watch and trust behavior because behavior never lies. Sooner or later, the way someone acts, talks, and reacts will tell you everything you need to know. The challenge is learning how to read it because all too often we are not looking at it clearly. Often we make excuses or the lens we are looking through gets foggy. Let's talk about the different ways this can happen. The first being what I like to call the razzle-dazzle. This is when the one who betrayed or lied tries to get you to look somewhere else and not directly at the lie. If you have seen the movie or the play Chicago, you might understand this maneuver. The razzle-dazzle is when there's a big show or production said or done to purposely get your attention. And then you won't see and believe something else. This confusion is not an accident. Betrayal does not happen because there's honesty and transparency in the relationship, but because there is not. The one that betrayed you knows they are or have done something that will upset you. They know and understand that their actions may be hurtful, but they are hoping you will not see it. What you don't know won't hurt you, right? This was done to me by my ex through charm or anger. He had his way with his words that I couldn't combat. Even when I thought I had him caught in a lie, he somehow talked his way out. Or he became so angry that I was left doubting myself. It was like magic. I didn't know how he did it, and I couldn't really explain it to anyone else. But he knew the places to strike that would leave me distracted. And one of those ways was to question myself. Because I was not secure and aware of myself, I was easily distracted with words like, you are a terrible person, or I can't believe you would accuse me of that. These smoke and mirrors gave me a pause to look at myself and question me instead of him. That would give him his escape. Or he would butter me up with praise and charm. He would throw glitter of words of admiration and love. I would be dazzled and forgot to dig deeper. I was distracted by the production of it all that I forgot long enough and he could escape. Only then, once the glitter and dust settled, I would see and realize that nothing actually happened. Nothing changed. And now if I tried to talk or bring it up again, I was denied because I lost my chance because now that was in the past and we've moved on. 
we're not going to talk about things from the past. This tactic of confusion is very common in betrayal. This is when, in the process of understanding behavior, confusion is a big red flag. If and when words are not matching action, there's a huge indicator. However, if and when connection and validation can begin to correspond along with change in behaviors and attitudes, that is a green flag. To rebuild trust and recover after betrayal, it will require change from both parties. Both parties will need to check in with their own destructive behaviors. If you only expect the one that betrayed you to change, then you are in for a bumpy ride. Parts of your healing is understanding that you have behaviors that are toxic too. My toxic behaviors have been people-pleasing, self-demeaning, and not having or really holding boundaries. I've had to change and work on my own behaviors as well as understanding and reading his. Believing behavior applies to all of us. We have to be willing to look inward and be willing to change, but at the same time, it is not on us to hold and take responsibility for everything. Learning to own what is yours and letting go of what is not is the process of boundaries. Now, I will definitely go into boundaries more in another episode, but for now, it's important to understand and learn what you can trust, and what you can trust is behavior. I do want to point out that in order to believe behavior, that does not mean to try and catch them in a lie. There's a big difference between sitting back and observing and setting traps. Setting traps or devoting all your energy into catching someone is not how you learn to understand their behavior. And in fact, that behavior says a lot more about you than it does them. That is a destructive behavior, and I promise it will only cause you more pain and anguish. I'm not saying that because I'm judging you, but because I have done it. I spent hours of my life trying to see and watch him. I logged into every bank account, every credit card, multiple times a day. I scoured over all avenues of social media and I watched her, his mistress. I was obsessed with wanting to know everything, but that obsession never eased my heart or really helped me understand or know anything. It left me feeling terrible. And in addition, all my energy was on things outside of my control. I had no energy to take care of my kids, myself, or to be present. I had no energy or desire to implement and start behaviors that would truly help me because I was too wrapped up and obsessing over somebody else. These are the kind of behaviors that you need to look out for in yourself. These kind of behaviors are not healthy or productive behaviors and are showing you that maybe you're not doing as well as you thought. So often we as the ones that have been betrayed fall into a victim mentality Although we have been abused and victimized, feeling justified in our behaviors is just as destructive as those that hurt us. We have to learn to believe what our own behaviors are telling us. And if we are really healing or if we are just hurting ourselves more, this same attention needs to be in simply observing the one who betrayed you. But this can be really difficult not to intervene when you are legally and emotionally tied to another person. If I'm totally honest with myself, 
that was one of the reasons I felt I had to get divorced. I was not able to let him be. I couldn't stop caring, and I wasn't able to stop to just observe while I was still married to him. I couldn't do it. But that doesn't mean that you can't. But what you need to be able to do is step back and simply watch and put in place whatever boundaries you need to do in order to accomplish that. Now onto another lens or view we might be looking through is one from our past. As human beings, we have the tendency to hold on and remember past incidents. We then begin to see everything through that lens. It's kind of like the phenomenon that happens when you buy a new car. Suddenly you see that car everywhere. This happens because now you notice it. Now you are aware and begin to pay attention. The same kind of concept happens in our brain after we feel a lot of things. But the most common is pain. When we feel pain, our brain will store that information. And without you even realizing it, your brain reacts and puts new pathways in place in an effort to protect you. For instance, because my ex-husband was a liar and cheater, my brain then told me that all men are liars and cheaters. My brain put on a filter so I would be more cautious in an effort to protect me from getting my heart broken again. The danger is that these lenses we are looking through are not showing us the entire truth. It is quite literally a filter your brain created. However, we didn't necessarily purposely or intentionally put that lens on, but it is important to realize that we did because we cannot become so accustomed to this and other types of filters that we can begin to believe that the filter is reality. The other obvious filters we see through is that of a new relationship. We have all heard that phrase, rose-colored glasses, when referring to the beginning stages of a relationship. The premise behind that phrase is that we only see the good and amazing things about and in the new person because we are so excited and happy about them and the relationship. Everything is beautiful and wonderful and nothing could ever bother or irritate us. That is not until the rose wears off and we begin to see more clearly. This lens is not a bad thing. In fact, it is essential to help build and nurture a new relationship. Yet, there can be a noticeable difference after we have been with someone for a longer period of time. Once that happens, that that is when deep connection and friendship can actually grow because it's real and honest. No more filters. These filters and lenses we create and wear are not always bad, but what is bad is when we don't know that we are wearing them. These lenses can affect how we show up and how we treat it others if we're not aware that we have them on. One of my biggest filters I had to uncover was the filter that I'm not enough. Somewhere in my life, I put this lens on because I didn't believe anyone really cared or loved me the way I felt I should be loved. I unknowingly put this lens on and began seeing all the evidence that proved I was not enough. My friend didn't call me when she was had exciting news because I'm not a good enough friend. My husband looks at pornography because I'm not pretty enough. My kids are unmanageable and throwing tantrums because I'm not a good enough mom. 
I saw everything through the lens that and collected each confirmation that came my way as proof of evidence that it was true. I dug my own grave and piled proof upon proof what that I was never going to be enough for anyone. It wasn't until I recognized and understood what I was doing that I was able to then begin to take off the lens. The problem is my brain will put the filter back in place when I'm not paying attention. I still have to stop and ask myself if I'm looking at a situation for what it really is or if I'm looking at it through one of my protection filters. It can be hard to recognize and then admit when this may be happening. I often justify my feelings and begin to collect only the evidence of the things that confirm my feelings, whatever they may be. By doing that, I'm dismissing all the evidence that may be contrary to what I have been telling myself. But because of the lenses, I didn't even see them at all. At least not until I intentionally remove the filter and make myself look at the situation more clearly. Sometimes we need to put on a lens in order to see more clearly. And sometimes we must remove a lens to understand it better. The thoughts we tell ourselves can blur and make the situation difficult to see. It will be very difficult to feel grounded and secure if you are kicking up dirt and stirring the waters yourself. The one who has betrayed you has dirtied the water enough all on their own. They will confuse and change out the lenses back and forth completely on their own. It is difficult enough to know and find what is true without us adding to the situation. Recovery is working on you and your thoughts, cleaning up your behaviors and knowing and loving yourself. You will not find healing or peace without that. I know it's not easy and it honestly really sucks sometimes. So much of what you have to do and go through is not fair. But if you want to feel better, you can. It's as simple as you deciding that you want it. I hope that this helps and gives you strength and understanding. I truly believe that knowledge is power. The more you know and understand, the more you can do it. Until next time, take courage and stay strong, my friend. Thank you for joining me here today. I just wanted to take a moment to ask if anything you heard or felt today resonated with you or helped you in any way, please take a moment to like, leave a review, or share this with a friend. That way I can grow and reach more people and hopefully reach those that are needing it most. Thanks again. Have a wonderful day.